and welcome to the Everyday Niner Fan Podcast, the only 49ers podcast where you will hear a Ravens fan say, yeah, Jimmy Smith did pass interfere Michael Crabtree in the end zone in the Super Bowl. My name is Jeremy. I'm joined by Diamante, the man who puts the ill in Illinois. What's happening? Damn. Now that's an intro right there. <laughs> I am floored. Y'all can't see me, but I was just, I was over here shook. Because it's true. I love the like shot like right after that of like Coach Harbaugh just like he's doing the he's like doing the signal vigorously. He's so mad. However, you have to clarify because there were two Coach Harbaugh's in that game. Very true. It was the Harbaugh. <laughs> I was specifically re- referring to Big Jim. Um, we're- I don't know if we've ever fallen out of love with a head coach so quickly. Yeah. Like. When when Harbaugh was in San Francisco, he was our guy, and now he's like in Michigan, and so far everybody I've talked to on Twitter is like, yeah, fuck that guy, <laughs> like, um, fucking Niner Raccoon. I remember having this conversation on Twitter with him. Shout out. Like he was like, fuck that guy, and I was like, hey, I mean, he did some good things for us, and then he was like, nah, bro, he's all pro Trump and shit, and I was like, oh, well, fuck that guy then. <laughs> like, no again, love. Again, not a podcast where you're gonna hear a lot of love for Donald Trump. None. So this week we uh we had the bye for the 49ers, which was a positive. Like I said last week, it's a dub. Yeah. Feels well, like... we couldn't even win then. We had, what, nine players go on the COVID list? Sure. We got two of them back. Yeah. But that's still a net seven loss. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're recording this on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm going to open it up with a question... Uh, our, our fun question, and this time it's actually about football, rarely is, um, regarding the 49ers, what are you thankful for this season? Because it often feels like there's, there's not a lot to be thankful for, but I would argue that, that we could find something. True. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. I'm thankful for Brandon Ayuk. We haven't had... A receiver one in San Francisco since. Like, I knew there was going to be a pause after that because it's like, really, when? Well, like, it depends on the level you mean. Like, a guy that, like, actually threatens defenses, probably Anquan Bolden. Sure. Like, a guy who had superstar upside, Michael Crabtree. And mm-hmm. then, like, an actual superstar, T.O. Yeah. Or I was going to say Randy Moss. Wasn't but he? he was, like, that was, like, his last season the in the winter league. of his he, career. He sure. was kind of, like, washed. So, uh yeah uh for me i'm gonna say um the fact that a very talented 49ers team is going to get a much better draft position than you would expect sort of like when um like the 49ers were good but then injury led them to getting bosa yeah i was like i i don't know maybe i'm like spoiled to that because that's exactly what happened two seasons ago yeah like so it's like this this 49ers team is too good to be getting uh to be getting Nick Bosa. And I you know, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like a top five pick this season, probably. Probably not. But it's gonna be higher than it probably should be. Absolutely. Based on the talent level of the team when not factoring in injuries, this is a team that should that probably deserves a like back ten. I was pick. gonna say, I mean, like we could be picking thirty two because the NFC is pretty weak this uh, sure. this year. But yeah. We don't even need to go there. So I think we're going to see uh, the the 49ers having a little fun in the draft this year because uh, 
they get to steal some players who would usually be going to like much worse teams. And I think those players that are going to be stolen are probably pretty grateful about that, or they will be. Yeah. Like it's either here or Cincinnati. Yeah, seems like a great place to be. <laughs> right. So uh, last week we talked about the Seahawks-Cardinals game, which was yeah. technically this this past weekend's uh, game, like that week of football. Uh, but we yeah. usually don't get to talk about that because we record on Thursday, so it, it would usually be before that. Right. So no Seahawks game to talk about, no Cardinals game to talk about. Um pretty okay with that yeah yeah uh the seahawks this week are monday night football against the eagles i mean that's yeah, a that, that's a statement there's yeah there's there's not a, there's not a lot to talk about there right, there's, um, there's not a whole lot of back and forth like seattle should take care of the eagles yeah, pretty handily seattle will win that game and the washington football team will stay on top of that division let's go it's so weird so weird uh the cardinals get New England. I think the Cardinals are going to beat New England. New I, England's not very good. Ab, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, the thrill is gone, dude. Yeah. I think, yeah, so that, the division will stay uh, pretty competitive with the top three teams, uh, including the Rams, who just took on the Bucks and beat them. Didn't see it. For all you listening at home, like, this bye week has dicked my schedule. Like, I didn't get the mailbag out this week because that's something I do, like, right after I watch the game. Like, I post a semi-reactionary video and then ask for mailbag questions. There was no game. Didn't do that. 49ers didn't play. Didn't watch any football. So, uh, going in hot. Coming in blind. Sure. Uh, so, Goff went 376 yards on 39 completions. 51 attempts. Yeah, pretty high. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, not a lot... Uh, going in the running game for them, but two uh, receivers over 130 yards. Well, not over. Robert Woods had 130 yards on 12 catches and a touchdown. That's a big boy game. Yeah, it is. As is 11 for 145 for Cooper Cup. Good for you, young man. Yeah, they balling out there. On the other side of the ball, Tom Brady, 26 completions on 48 attempts, 216 and two touchdowns with two interceptions. What is going on? With TB12. Yeah, I saw a tweet that was like, I think we can we can say that Tom Brady needs Belichick and Belichick needs Brady. Like, it was it was a little more like, yeah, give and, give <laughs> and take for both of them. Hand mesh we just did at the same time. Uh, it was yeah. great. Uh, but, I mean, the Buccaneers are still 7-4 and four competing in that division for first. But also, I think more than that, like, what I mean is, like, his mentals are all fucked. Like we saw earlier in the season, he forgot what down it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess after this game, he like didn't shake Jared Goff's hand and just like wandered into the locker room like an asshole. Yeah. So. Like, and and this team should be a, a great team. Oh, it's a paper champion. It's not. It's not what Bill Belichick's working with. I mean, he's got Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brake, Leonard Fournette. It's... It's stupid how much talent is on that offense. This is like a Madden Ultimate team from like 2018. Yeah. Like this it is, really is. This is your mutt team right here. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown gets uh, eight catches for 57 yards. Godwin and Evans get touchdowns. Leonard Fournette gets one on the ground, but not a lot going in the running game. So I'm wondering, do they have 
Are they running Antonio Brown out of the slot, or what's going on with that? Like, I, I feel like all three of those dudes need to be on the field at the same time. Sure. So, but I guess I'm also... <laughs> I'm also not factoring that you can totally use a three receiver set like we don't in San Francisco generally. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of forget that other teams do that. Yeah. It's like he's not one or two. So what is he? So the Rams have a, a, a football team this week, an opponent that is near and dear to our hearts. This is true. The San Francisco 49ers. They are seven and three, coming off of a statement win against the the Buccaneers. Last week we said that the 49ers would win against the Rams this week. Mm-hmm. Are we still feeling that? Are we worried about them hitting their groove right now, or do we think that there's just something about the 49ers that that is a, a like a mental block for them? I mean, we do like. We play them tough, generally, all yeah. the time. Uh, but I don't know if worried is the word. Like, I'm not worried about it anymore because, like, I don't think we really have playoff aspirations like that. Yeah. Like, our playoff lives aren't really on the line. Sure. Like, if we end up in the playoffs, like, oh, shit, we did it. But It's just fun to beat other teams in your division. Yes, it is. Especially, like, I, I love taking it to Sean McVay because, like, what was it? Was it 2016 they went to the Super Bowl? Or was it? Yeah, it was sometime back then. Yeah, when, whenever it was. like Where they scored like three points yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they couldn't sing like Sean McVay's praises like high enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, I was tired of hearing it. And I was like, ah, this guy's just a great value version of the head coach that we have. So. And every team like tried to go and get their McVay. They really did. Yeah. They started uh, acting like he had, like, a a coaching tree that had some clout. Michael Jordan secret stuff out here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And and almost no team did. Like, everybody wanted their Sean McVay, but I don't think anybody actually got one. Yeah. And, yeah, I think he was prematurely crowned, like, the next big thing. Yes. And it hasn't necessarily panned out. Part of that, probably because of the toughness of the division. You know, you got to play all these teams uh, combined six times. True. Uh but also, he may have just been a one-trick pony who had, like, the right roster. True. And also, like, yeah, that the division, there aren't any bad coaches in the NFC West. Right. Like, there aren't any throwaways. Like, the Cardinals are fine in their groove. And uh, I think Cliff's King, Cliff Kingsbury is a fine young head coach. Mm-hmm. And then there's McVay, and then there's Shanahan, and then there's Pete Carroll, who's old as fuck. Yeah. Who wins. Yeah. So. And, uh... That felt really mature of you to not say Pete the Cheat. Stinky Pete. <laughs> I'm not sure the last time I heard you talk about Pete Carroll not say Pete the Cheat. That's fair. If the shoe fits, wear it. So uh, the last time these two teams met was week six. And do you remember what happened? I know what didn't happen. Aaron Donald. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was a non-factor. Washed. 24-16, to 49ers. And this was... And that was one of those games that, like... I don't think the the score was like indicative of the game because I I think I remember like the 49ers running that game from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it being like very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. It it really felt like a a game that I was going to look back on and be like and the 49ers won by 17, you yeah. know. Uh here's some things that'll that'll probably depress you. Um thanks. Uh at quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, 
268 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, leading the way in the running game, Raheem Mostert, 17 for 65. That's it? Yeah, I th- I think that they... Um, they said, we're going to sling the rock. Well, and I think that, that may have been the week that he got hurt. I think it was. I think he got hurt pretty early in that game, actually. That's fair. I'm pretty sure he got hurt early and still had 65 yards. <laughs> That's fair. Um, and then on on the receiving core, uh, leading the way, George Kittle, 7 for 109 and a touchdown. And then Debo Samuel, 6 for 66 and a touchdown. Woof. It's like a different team. It is a whole different team. Yeah. What a bummer. I think that might have been like that that's gotta be one of those games that like the the Jimmy Garoppolo fans point to be like, see, this is why he's our guy. Which is fine. Whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> whatever, bro. Like we'll see what happens. You're so over Jimmy. <laughs> a a little bit. Like I'm not I'm just tired of like 49ers fans out there deluding themselves and thinking that like he he is a franchise quarterback. He isn't. And if if we could all collectively agree that he's a fine like mid-level starter but not a franchise guy, we'd be fine. Yeah, I think I think part of the difficulty is knowing that like the Seahawks have like a generational talent who has been there for the better part of the past decade and will likely be there for the better part of the next. Yeah. And the Cardinals have probably just found that as well. Maybe not with the longevity. Maybe. Uh, because I think it's early to, to say that Murray's an, another Russell Wilson. For sure. Uh, Jared Goff, I mean, maybe, I I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure where he falls in the in the picture of like QBs in the league. Probably mid tier. He falls like about in the same place Jimmy Garoppolo does, in yeah. my opinion. But yeah, seeing two other teams like have their guy who's going to be their guy for a while, and and just feeling like you're in like QB no man's land. I think like the Rams know that Jared Goff isn't their guy. But like they they paid him and are paying him way too much money. Yeah, right. Because like the Forty Nineers contract smartly built that out into the contract. But like Jared Goff's contract has no such thing. So like for better or worse, he's their guy. Because Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be a guy who whose career is over. You know, when when his no. time in the Forty with the Forty Nineers is done. No, he'll be back in New England doing the things that they want him to do. And I. I I would struggle to even say that he would be a backup. No, like I think I think if Jimmy Garoppolo, like if a fully healthy Jimmy Garoppolo went to New England tomorrow, he would start the next game they played. Like, yeah, I agree. Like, the Cam Newton experiment is over. They probably have some success. Yeah, probably because like Bill Belichick would ask him to do the types of things that he's good at, and that's actually what their offense is, and we know that. Because that's the same thing that they asked like, Tom Brady to do. Throw a bunch of fucking two-yard passes. Throw a lot to the running backs. Yeah. And that's it. Throw to the tight end sometimes. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Rams game. Ah. Uh, so with, a, with like an entirely different roster, at least on the offensive side of the ball, um, even, even guys who came in in relief in that game, like Jermichael Hasty, he's done for the, for the year. Um, is there any... 
concerned because I don't want to talk about the Rams. And we we talked about the Rams uh, week six. You know they mm-hmm. have two really great uh, wide receivers, a revolving door at running back, a mid tier quarterback. They have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. There's not a lot more to say about them. Uh, Whoa, they they sound like alternate universe like 49ers because you could say the same thing about the 49ers offense yeah right you've got you've got a mid-level quarterback in jimmy garoppolo uh you've got sort of a revolving door at running back but we rely on raheem mostert pretty heavily yeah they have a healthy running back core that they just right seem to at random give the ball you've got two uh young receivers that either are or will be studs in debo samuel and brandon Ayuk. Mm -hmm. and then on defense you've got richard sherman and nick bosa a fearsome pass rusher and a very good cornerback. Right. But how do you think this game looks different than week six? Uh, I think versus this interior O line, Aaron Donald gets his because he didn't last game. Which is a bummer. Yeah. I feel like he goes for like three sacks to make up for not having one in the first game. Because so he, he was a, such a punk after that game. Yeah, he was such a bitch. Like, ugh. How yeah. you gonna throw shade like that, bro? After a loss, yeah. After a loss. Straight Tom Brady vibes. Yeah, that's not when you. That's not when you talk. You talk before, right? You gotta sit down, be humble, young man. Uh, do we see another solid game for Ayuk? I think that depends on the availability of Debo Samuel. All right. Because if not, then Brandon Ayuk's gonna be with Jalen Ramsey all night. Yeah. And that's that doesn't make for a good night. Right. Because, like, the other receiver out there will be Kendrick Bourne. And like, no disrespect to KB, but, like, opposing defense is not really worried about him. Right. So, you can put Jalen Ramsey on Brandon Ayuk. And he was, one of the, he was one of the muffed punts against the Saints, right? Was Mm-mm. Who was it? It was uh, Richie James. Richie James. And then uh, Trent Taylor didn't fair catch one. Got it. Yeah. I was thinking off. of Trent Taylor. Uh, some Webster number like forty or whatever. Yeah, off the off the dome piece. Yeah. Um. So looking at the injury report, there are three players listed with illness. So the thing about the injury report is that like there was no practice yesterday. What I was thinking when he said that, looking at the injury report, <laughs> I was thinking there are hella players on it. Yeah, like, it's like Santa's list. You just like, unfurl it. Bang. Uh. So no practice is Thursday, so this is all, like, the team's best guess at, like, who would have practiced and who uh, would have been limited. Uh, three players listed with illness, uh, non-COVID-related. Jordan Reed, Dre Greenlaw, uh, Aziz Alshire. They would have been clear if it was COVID list. They would have put them on the reserve COVID list. Uh, maybe they had a little too much to eat yesterday yeah too much of that turkey yeah (laughs) hit the hit the mashed potatoes a little too hard and then it hit them back assuming those guys are probably all going to be on the field jordan reed could make a difference oh yeah a big difference yeah because like they've got good outside corner play but like their linebackers and safeties aren't scaring anybody yeah and jordan reed is has proven that he can uh do the damn thing yeah he can play a huge role in this offense and uh especially as a safety net for a not so confident, not so competent quarterback. Yeah, Nick Mullins loves to throw to tight ends. Oh yeah, he really does. And I mean, if you're throwing to George Kittle or Jordan Reed, like 
those are pretty good places to go with the football. So, uh, I think we're gonna have Raheem Mostert on the field. Uh, I know his practice window is open. Yeah. So that that'll be the most important pickup. I'm not seeing him on this injury report. It's a good thing. Uh, I've seen like short yeah. videos of him doing warm ups and stuff. So uh, we need it. Like we have Jarek McKinnon, and that is it. Yeah, he's so. and he's obviously like a special talent among a, a good backfield. Do you think that he can succeed with the O line play? Yes. And how does do you think that'll that he'll succeed? Do you think they'll they'll be running him toward the toward the hash marks, or do you think they'll just run him up the gut and say run some people over? Uh, probably that former one. Like we know that the Shanahan run plan is to get towards the outside. Now yeah. they do mix it up with that inside a little bit sometimes. So mm-hmm. like it'll be occasionally just as a change up. You know what I mean? Just so just so they can get a guard to pull and just like blindside Aaron Donald. And yeah. Be like this. Here's a trap play. Bang. Yeah. And Kyle Shanahan's got all kinds of scheming that he can do. To, yeah, all kinds of crazy yeah. run scheme shit he can do. Yeah. And so if Raheem Mostert's on the field, I would say he's due for a, a pretty solid game. Um, I know the practice window is also open for Jeff Wilson. So that's pretty huge. Because mm-hmm. that'll make him the number two back. And then they'll be able to use Jarek McKinnon just on third down, which is what I think they wanted to do like all along. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like, what, what did you say last week about like what the perfect number of like targets and rushes is for Jarek McKinnon? Oh, I think what well, I think I said, like you want him to, to carry the ball like eight to 10 times and catch like four or five passes. And that's, that's about where you can use him and him still be effective without like overusing him. Yeah. Not not asking him to tote the ball 20 times. Yeah, because last game he had 18 and didn't do much with it because, yeah, you, you get those tired legs late in the game and yeah. someone who's had as much work done as Jarek McKinnon has. Yeah, no. Nah. Not a good look. Yeah. He's out, there, he's out there running like Forrest Gump. Do you know off the top of your head what the COVID situation is with the 49ers? I know that like... In what way? Um... So we had people hit the list kind of right after last the yeah. last game, right? Mm-hmm. So they've had like basically the whole quarantine type cycle, yeah, off of football anyway because of the bye week. But we're expecting those guys to be back. Uh, some of them, I know that they've cleared Eric Armstead. Yep, and I know they've cleared uh, Hronis Grasu. Yeah, so those guys are back. We're still missing. The most important player that we're missing right now is Trent Williams on that list. Uh, but then also, I think Brandon Ayuk is on that list as well. I think I heard or read something about that. Okay. Uh, n- not not a good look. Yeah. But we've still got uh, some time before before anything happens. So. And then we've got uh, potentially Tevin Coleman and Debo uh, hitting the field this week. Who cares about Tevin Coleman, right? Yeah, I don't. I certainly don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Debo would be huge. Huge, especially if, like, Brandon Ayuk won't be available. Yeah. It'll, it sucks, because I don't know... I don't know if we've had them both, like, on the field at the same time very much this season. I think there's been, like, a game or two 
but like so far Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk haven't really been on the field at the same time. Yeah, and I think that they would they would complement each other really oh, well. Oh, just just so well. Just so well. Especially with all the stuff that you can do with motion with those guys. Yeah. Cuz we still lead the league in motion. Yeah. I think I think we motion like 74% of offenses snaps or some shit like that. Like it's it's bonkers. Yeah. And it's always fun to watch. Yes, it is. Defense is just like trying to figure out what the hell's going on. It's, you have to motion, especially with these quarterbacks that we have, because what the motion does is it helps quarterback, quarterbacks identify coverages, you mm-hmm. know, what the defense is trying to do. Yeah. And so for guys that may not be uh, overly good at reading defenses like pre-snap, just a good, good little help there. Right, because you can't just sit on your haunches as a defense while everyone's moving around. It's uh, it's the Shanahan equivalent to like Sean McVay getting the plays in very early so that he can talk to Jared Goff right up until that 15-second point. Did you know that? I'm sure you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, like the Rams run a really fast-paced offense, and they try to get everybody set because um, the head coach can be in the quarterbacks here until there are 15 seconds left in the play clock. Okay. So he tries to get the Rams in formation very quickly so he can spend those other seconds like talking to Jared Goff and kind of coaching him up. <laughs> Telling Jared Goff what's going on? Yes, like exactly that. And so I think like Shanahan does kind of the same thing, but with motion. That way, like, yeah. yeah, you know, you know. So what's your best prediction as far as score and winner of this game? That's tough because we don't know who's going to be playing. Yeah, yeah. Like... The score with Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk is drastically different than the score without them. Sure. So. I think it's probably close either way just because of yeah, that, that's the nature of this division. I don't know. Like, if the Rams have all of their key pieces and we don't have any of ours, I could definitely see us, like, taking a big L. Well, I, I think that the 49ers, one, one nice thing about the 49ers this season is the corners have been... Oh, they played hardball. They, out yeah, there. they've yeah. they've held steady. They're doing pretty much all season. Yeah, and so I think that they'll. But like on that same note, that's you can't like this is like the 2016 Niners all over again. Like they've been playing very well, but if you field an offense that can't sustain any drives and the defense has to take a ton of time, yeah, on the field versus like such a fast-paced Rams offense, like yeah, time could, of possession can. Yeah, you could definitely see like. A worn-out defense out there versus the Rams. Right. Let's. I. I super hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. I think winners a toss-up, but I think it'll be within a score. That's fair. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'm. I. I hesitate to to declare a winner because of the unknowns. Right. A lot but of this variables. is a 49ers podcast, so. Right. Niners dub. Let's go. Let's go. Fly the dub. (laughs) Anything else to say about uh, 49ers Rams? Uh, I actually think it'll be a high score. Okay. Yeah, right? Because, like, the Rams, they played a few good games. Like, they're feeling themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Want to come out and make another statement. Sure. Um, And then the 49ers are coming off a bye. Missing some key players. Yeah. But Kyle Shanahan has, A, an extra week to prepare, and B, just, like, you don't want to lose to the guy who, like, everybody keeps comparing to you. So there's that yeah. pride in the way. Right. You're like, no, like, yeah. let's go show these guys what's up. 
So like, I think both of these guys are going to be like in their bag. So I think Kyle will find a way to like scheme production out of this offense. And and Sean McVay will be in his bag trying to prove a point. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've never really considered like the like McVay Shanahan storyline, but I think that it's probably like one of the most fun like head-to-head coaching uh rivalries. I agree. If you want to call it a rivalry yet, I I'm not sure. Cuz these are like two of the youngest coaches in the league. I think Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan's like 39 or 40 maybe he's in his late 30s or early 40s yeah and Sean McVay's like 33 <laughs> so like these dudes are like young comparatively to other coaches in the league and they yeah. just embrace that shit like wasn't McVay playing like college football at the same time as Julian Edelman yeah yeah they like played each other right and then they met in the Super Bowl and it didn't go well for McVay I love it because uh the Niners uh not the Niners the NFC West has the Youngest head coach in the league, and also the oldest one. Yeah, because Pete Carroll's like a, a thousand years old. Yeah, dude, I think he's like 70. So, like, I mean, like, he's in fantastic shape for being 70 years old. Sure. He's still old as shit. And we're moving on. So, uh, I think the bye week is, I mean, we're on the tail end of it, but because we don't have... Uh, a game to talk about that was just played that frees us up to take a look at the season as a whole um, before the end. Cause it's not quite the midpoint. We're a little past the midpoint of the season, right? But I think it's a good time to evaluate um, the standouts. So I've got some categories for you um, as far as like what we'll call midseason awards, even though it's post midseason, right? And, uh, Semantics. Yeah, give me your best uh, argument for uh, a 49ers player slash coach slash – it'll make sense when we, we get to the categories. Um, offensive MVP so far. Who do you think it is? Mm. That's tough because, like, this is a tale of two MVPs, right? Because, like, typically – what MVP means is kind of like the most popular or most gaudy player like on a roster or sure. a team or in the league, right? But like in my mind, most valuable player is that most valuable player, like a player that you do not win games if they're not out there. Yeah, right. Which like with this season, it's kind of like where if you if you followed like the words themselves. For the past decade, it would have been Andrew Luck every year because he was always yeah. out. But when they were out, they were losing. When he was playing, they were winning. Right. But that's not that's not generally like the spirit of of it. It's like the guy who did the most. Right. Kinda. Man, I don't know if there is a guy like that on the floor. Yeah, I knew this. Was, right this now. was. I knew this was going to be like maybe the hardest. Right. Because like all of our all of our guys are out. Right. Our starting quarterback is out. Sure. George Kittle is out. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel is out. Raheem Mostert is out. So, like, that doesn't leave a whole lot of offensive production out there. Yeah. I think, like, de facto, you've got to give it to Brandon Ayuk now. Yeah. Like, uh, you can see him in games. He does incredible things with the ball. And, like, his stats are trending up. Yeah. Like, he's having more and more wide receiver one type games. Mm-hmm. So, uh and so far, he's been the only constant. Like, I don't think he's missed significant time 
or anything like that. So I'd have to give it to Brandon Ayuk right now. And uh, you know what I'm going to ask after offensive MVP? No, what's that? Defensive MVP. Who do you think it is? I'm shocked. Carrie Hyder. That that was reactionary. What's the case? Um, he's he's the only defensive lineman that's producing numbers. Like he's, I think he leads the team in sacks and like pressures, and he's a high motor guy, and all the coaches love him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, in thinking about it a little bit more, it's Jason Barrett. <laughs> it's Jason Barrett. Like we all we all know and we all love Fred Warner for sure, and he should be in that conversation. But just like. For Jason Verrett to go from contemplating retirement to making the interception that seals the game versus the Rams on a heads-up play, like, you can't ask for any any more out of him. Like, he's playing the type of football that we signed him for because we said, you know, if this guy's healthy, these are the types of things he can do. Yeah. So. Um, comeback player of the year. Speaking of... Jason Verrett. I think you can make a case for him. Yeah. You could also make a case for Jordan Reed. Yeah. And maybe a handful of other players. For sure. Uh, but yeah, this is specifically 49ers because like we all know who our league-wide comeback player of the year is. Yeah, we do. Alex Smith. Let's go. Just, just got the big win on Thanksgiving. Big dub. First dub as a starter uh, since his injury, right? Like, there was no bad part about that game for the 49ers fans out there, right? Unless you're still hating on Alex Smith, in which case, like, grow up, right? Sure. Uh, but Alex Smith gets his first dub. He plays relatively well. Uh, there were a few throws. Like, it was one of the two games that I watched yesterday. And I was like, oh, he's he's delivering. Like, uh, there was a ball he threw in the end zone for a touchdown. It was a strike. Like, um... I'm very surprised that he's still able to like fire that thing in there coming off like a totally reconstructed leg. Um, So anyways, they get that dub. It's a feel good moment. Uh, The Cowboys lose, which is another feel good moment for 49ers fans and um, a win for the football team helps us like stay or improve our draft position because like Washington's one of those teams is going to be competing for that number one pick. So yeah. All, all good. So who do you think, specific to the 49ers, deserves comeback player of the year? It's it's Jason Verrett again. Like I said, the dude thought he was done with football. Sure. Not he, not because like he couldn't play football like from a mental... He's not like, I can't do this. It's like, my body won't allow me to do this anymore. Right. But to come back and play like starting level cornerback football to the point where like Richard Sherman doesn't need to be rushed back. Like, of course, we miss his presence on the field and in the locker room. But, like, if Richard Sherman needs another week or two, we can roll with Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Verrett, and we're fine with that. Yeah. So. But he's he, – he's, yeah, good for him for staying healthy because I – Yeah, it's super weird because, like, uh, at the beginning of the season, like, we talked about it. I, I If you would have said Jason Verrett's going to be the guy that you can depend on the most in that secondary, I'd be like, What? Yeah. Russell Westbrook. What? Yeah. But there he is, holding mm-hmm. it down. Yeah. Uh, next category is best signing. 
So somebody who wasn't on the team last year, who they signed, uh, not rookies, right? Just guys who were somewhere else. Now in San Francisco, that get, one's for Jordan Reed. Yeah, yeah, like that's that was such a good move. Like, and we saw it in the Saints game. Like, these are the types of things that he can do. Like, if if you were gonna ask for a player to come in and like replace George Kittle's production as a pass catcher, Jordan Reed's that guy. Yeah, and not pay top dollar for. Right, right. So, yeah, it's definitely Jordan Reed. Best, I best signing in the off season. For yeah, sure. he's a guy who like the same part of me that has love for Kirk Cousins have, has love for Jordan Reed because they were a fun like fantasy duo when yeah, they I was were gonna say, in it Washington. sounds like you just really like former Washington players. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all it's all from fantasy football, let's be What's real. What's your take on RG3? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> rookie of the year. Um, I I know it's it's easy to be like Super reactionary based on what we've already said. Like, boom, this guy. But, uh, yeah, just a reminder of some guys. Obviously, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Um, and aside from that, maybe you're looking at Javon Kinlaw and you're looking at Jermichael Hasty. I don't think you can make a case for Jermichael Hasty. He was... He's, I don't... He's serviceable, uh, but also now injured for the rest of the season. And, like, obviously didn't step in and do Raheem Mostert things. Right. Um, I think this is pretty obvious, though. Yeah. Like, you can make a case for Javon Kinlaw, but it's kind of weak. Yeah, he's growing. He's growing. Right. He's getting better. But And he's, um, I mean, he's one of the better producing, like, rookie defensive linemen as a whole. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, impact on the team, not really. Like, like you said, he's growing. Not, yeah. no. Like, we, we all know who it is. It's 11 out there. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk doing Brandon Ayuk things. Absolutely. Everything we thought he would be when we drafted him. Yeah. Uh, how about coach? That's a good one. I Amongst like... 49ers coaches, who do you think has been standout this year? Our defensive coordinator. Absolutely. Robert Sala. Robert Sala. I'm going to show him some love. Yeah. Because, like... The 49ers offense is decimated with injuries for sure. But the 49ers defense may be even worse. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, losing Bosa. Right. Like, Nick Bosa may be the best player on this football team. Mm hmm. And you lose him, right? And then, so you lose Bosa. You lose, like, Solomon Thomas, who didn't pan out as, like, an early first round pick at all. But still has, like, value as a rotational depth piece. Like, yeah. he's a quality depth player. Right. Right? Uh, you lose Sherm. You lose Sherm. You lose and then lose again Quan Alexander. Yeah. And then, like, even outside of those guys who you lose long-term, it's like you're constantly losing someone short-term. Looking at you, Jimmy Ward. Yeah. Jaquiski Tart. Yeah. So, and for, like, Salah's defense to still be productive. Or, like, you know what? The Saints game was a really good example of that, right? Like, you had the 49ers play a really good team in the Saints. You had a decimated offense for Kyle Shanahan and a decimated defense for Robert Sala. And the defense performed against the Saints offense, despite not having any real players. Yeah. But the offense did not perform versus the Saints. Mm -hmm. Defense. 
So, like, Robert Sala is consistently putting these these backup and third-string guys in a position to be successful, and they hold up their end of the bargain week in and week out. Yeah. Minus, like, Miami. It's like, <laughs> Miami wasn't a good time for anybody. The real, yeah, the, the biggest bummer about Sala is, like, he's got to be near the top of, like, a head coaching job list. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping, like, the 49ers have a bad enough season that, like, we can keep him for one more year. But yeah. And you've got head coach written all over him. Yeah. And you'd love to see him with another year of, of a fully healthy 49ers defense. Yeah. Because he could do some, some fun things with those guys. Some real fun things. Uh, what would you say has been the best 49ers win this season? Maybe I should pull up a list of those. What do you to, mean by best? Uh, it can mean anything. Uh, whether it be like a SmackDown or something hard fought. I'm going to say New England comes to mind. Because like New England was like, this is this is what our offense can do. Right? It wasn't necessarily aggressive, but it was hella productive. Yeah. And like a win over... And to yeah, to go into New England and to beat Bill Belichick like that badly in New England was a statement. Like even even decimated and hurt, like this 49ers team can still be dangerous. Right? And the right. the defense played well. I think that was the game where like uh Emmanuel Mosley had like two picks, three picks, some shit like that. Like yeah. it was just a really good game. And I got to talk shit at uh the Patriots fans at work. Like I got my soda game up. Because before the game, we were, you know, jawing back and forth. And I was like, we'll bet, we'll bet a soda on it. Sure. And so I got two different Patriots fans to bet me a soda. So I had to, I got to come in on Monday and, like, collect, like, give my money, brother. Come on with it. And then last, what's so far the play of the season? Mm. Mm. That's tough. Yeah. I have a few in mind, and maybe they can spark. Yeah, go for it. Let's hear it. The Jordan Reed catch. Yeah, that's that's way up there. Yeah, the like, that's way up. But I'm thinking of like the play itself and like the significance of the play and like the impact on the game and or the season. Okay. So like on a broader scope, but yeah, like in terms of like a singular play that was awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And then. Uh... The IU Curdle. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was like where we were like, damn, we may have something here. Yeah, like, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute now. So, yeah, those are those are really good ones. Um, I think I have it saved on my phone. Another one that comes to mind for me. I don't even remember the play. I don't even remember who they played against, but it was a Raheem Mostert stiff arm. Like, and it was so good that I had to look it up on, like, uh, YouTube or Twitter or something and save it. Like, yeah. I have to keep that for later. See, I'm I'm looking for it right now. Cause like last season, I would say it was the the George Kittle. Oh, absolutely! Versus Saints. the Saints, yeah. yeah, ran everybody over. Yeah, absolutely. And got face masks. They got like three guys trying to drag him down, and he just would not quit. Yes, led to the game winning. Uh, was it a field goal? I think they they yeah yeah kicked to win the game. Yeah. So it looks like uh, the play that I'm thinking of is is versus the Rams. 
and uh, I don't know who 59 is, but he's, <laughs> he's got baptized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's where he mostert's kid now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's paying another, child support. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a kid. Now he's got another one. <laughs> he straight up sunned him. Uh, yeah, I think the, the hurdle is good. Uh, that, but I also maybe want to take Brandon Ayuk's like first professional touchdown. Yeah. On that long screen pass. Mm-hmm. I was at your house when we watched that. Yeah. That's like, like I said, I saw those blockers out in front. I was like, oh, that's six. Let's mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think I think I'll take that. I think Brandon Ayuk's first touchdown as a pro. That concludes the uh, the not so mid season awards, and uh, brings us into a, a segment. Dude, your face before I even finish the sentence. As soon as he takes that pause and figures out <laughs> how he's going to approach it, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, we're about to talk about Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, Kirk's corner where I talk about Kirk Cousins for one minute or less. They lose to Dallas. I did not see this game. But I did see the game last night in which Dallas got mollywopped by the Washington football team. And I was like, how did the Vikings lose this game? And uh, it was 31-28. to And looking at Kirk Cousins' stat line, 22 for 30, 314 and three touchdowns. No interceptions. How did they lose this game? Dalvin Cook goes, for, uh, goes 27 carries, 115 yards and a touchdown. Eight for 123 and two touchdowns for Adam Thielen. Jefferson adds 86 receiving yards and a touchdown. That's a defensive loss. Yeah, so, so what happened? I'm not even by my microphone no more. I don't know if y'all can even hear me. I don't even know. I don't know how you allow 31 points to Andy Dalton's uh, Cowboys. Because there's a lot of talent on that Cowboys team. They got Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott. But still, you got Andy Dalton under center. And you let him throw three touchdowns. Come on, son. Kirk Cousins deserves better. And that concludes Kirk's Corner. You can come back to the mic now. Are we good? We... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm, the, the, it. Once it's been concluded, it has been concluded. Sweet. I'm not going to bait and switch and be like, just kidding. I... Kirk's Corner is now two minutes. I don't know. I don't know. You wouldn't put it past me? No, especially not right now with the bye week. <laughs> like, We've got extra time. Let's talk for another minute. Yeah, that's right. I'd, I'd have to like... Let's do another 10. I'd unplug this mic and walk up out of here. Sure. So um, I listened to this podcast because uh, we're both video game fans. That's right. Um, and I listened to IGN's Game Scoop. And at the end of every Game Scoop, it's a fu- it's a fun podcast. They, uh, they play video game 20 questions where uh, somebody submits, like a fan submits a game. And they have 20 questions that they can ask, yes or no questions, and try to determine what the game is. Okay. Uh, like, like the, the host like is the person giving yes or no because he knows right. and everyone else on the panel is trying to, to figure out what the, what the game is. Okay. So we're going to do something like that um, where I've got, depending on time, because I don't know how long this is going to take, um, I've got a few players. All right. Um, they could be 49ers. They could not be 49ers. They could, be, they could be current players. They could be uh, past players. And this should... I'm trying to, like, help help you suss out, like, what kind of questions you can ask. Because, like, obviously that's something that you want to you wanna zero in on. And uh, 
I'm going to keep track of, of how many questions you ask and what you ask. And uh, we're going to see if you can figure out who these players are. I've got a few, but if this is like a long game, this if this goes longer than I think, we may we may give it the Knicks <laughs> may uh, have to, before we yeah, hit the hand signal, yeah. cut it out. I doubt we'll do like 10 of these. Probably not. Which is great because I don't have 10 lined up. But, uh, <laughs> well, then we probably definitely won't do 10 of those. Yeah, I mean, I can figure. I know a lot of players. We could, That's fair. I just think of one. So we're going to let the questioning begin on the first player. Oh, I just have to start asking questions. That's like, right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Uh, just oh. think about the things about the player that you'd like to narrow. Like, right. So does this player play offense? Uh, yes. That's a weird, that's a well, weird yes, bro. Well, <laughs> you had to I, think about it. Well, here's what I had to think about. You said does. Ah, okay. I see where we're at. So is this a former player? Yes. Okay. Do they play for the 49ers? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I guess I'm asking all my, my questions <laughs> in the present tense. I, I understand but, the yeah. the uh, the spirit of what you're asking. Cool. Because <laughs> I've never done this before. All right. So we're thinking offensive former 49ers. Uh, was this player a quarterback? Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, was this player a Mormon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe don't know as as much about a lot of people as you do. That's uh, that's fair, but I feel like um, that's a pretty like eliminating question. Like, if you would have said yes, then absolutely I would have known the answer. And I feel like that's one of those things that like you know. But I would maybe. I would say that like. You're asking that, and I'm not thinking of a former 49ers quarterback who was Mormon off the top of my head. <laughs> At least that I knew was Mormon. Although oh. it's probably one of like the... Well, is he left-handed? Uh, no. Okay, yeah. Then it's not Steve Young. <laughs> like, Got it. Right. Okay. Uh, did I already ask if that... Did I already ask if he played quarterback? You did. And, and it was a yes. That was a yes. Okay. That was why I went immediately. So to far, Young. you know that they are a former 49er yep. quarterback who's not left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Steve Young is out of the you, way. You're five questions in. You've asked five questions. That's Of your 20. Did they win a Super Bowl? Um, I'm, I'm checking. I've got this person's Wikipedia page pulled up. Well, there um, are only two 49ers quarterbacks that won well, Super Bowls. Well, um, the the implication here being that maybe maybe, maybe they, they won with a different team. Um, it does not appear as if this person won. I I'm gonna yeah. This person did not win a Super Bowl. Bet. Hmm. So we're looking at former 49ers quarterbacks, not left-handed. So not Steve Young. Mm-hmm. Haven't won a Super Bowl. So not Joe Montana either. And apparently have played for another team. Either did they play? With the 49ers first. Um, again, for reasons that I, I'm not... I'll just go ahead and say, because maybe this won't help you, but in the in the NFL, yes. Okay. So they were probably... They were picked up by the 49ers and then went on to play elsewhere. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, their professional career... 
did not begin in the NFL, was what I was getting at there. Hmm. But maybe that doesn't help you. Not really. Hmm. What are some other things you might want to narrow down about this person? Right? Like, that's a broad scope. Like, I'm cycling through all of the, like, former 49ers quarterbacks that I know. Oh. Did they play in Canada? Yes. Okay. Is it Jeff Garcia? It is Jeff Garcia. That was quick, man. Yeah, good for you. That was only eight questions before the guess. I was like, who else could he be thinking about? I was like... I was like thinking, like narrow down the time window, like you know, narrow down. Right, uh, that was the next question I was gonna. I was like, so was were we thinking like early two thousands? Yeah, yeah. So Jeff Garcia played for the Niners from ninety nine to two thousand and three, mm-hmm. and then he did stints for like I know he played in Cleveland for a while. Yeah, he went to Cleveland, he went to Detroit, he went to Philadelphia, he went to Tampa Bay, he went to Oakland, went back to Philadelphia, went to Omaha, the Omaha Nighthawks in the UFL, what and the fuck? and then the Texans. Uh, the only place he stayed for more than a year was Tampa, and it was for two. He played for Calgary, the Calgary Stampeders, from 94 to 98. Did you know he played in Canada? Yeah, I just didn't know when. Okay, because I thought, like, I'll give him this, because, like, who knows about, like, a lot of those guys who played, in, but apparently you did. Right. Good for you. We're going to move on. Like, <laughs> that was so fast. <laughs> we're going to move on to uh, the next player. Cool. And uh, we're going to let the questioning begin. Okay, so is this player a former player? It is not. So that means it's we're talking about current players. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, does this player play defense? Yes, he does. Cool. All right, so for current players. Um, as a side note, so do we mean current as in like currently playing for the? No, no. Does this player play for the 49ers? He does. Okay, cool. Yes, that was. I was like, so are we talking about 49ers players or just in general players? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're talking about current 49ers play defense. Mm-hmm. All right. Hmm. Once you know that, I feel like it's right. a given that oh. you're going to... Okay. Um, like, like you know, you know, basically everyone on the 49ers right. defense. Well, that's my like. Is this player a starter? Would this player be a starter like on a full roster? Like, I'm not talking about guys that have to start because of injury or whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. I'd say so. Okay. That's what. That's three questions. Or four? Four. four. You know that they're a current defender. 49ers starter. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Is this player a pass rusher? Uh, no. Okay. I'm cycling <laughs> through 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 the Rolodex of uh, current 49ers defenders. Sure. Right. Uh, was this player drafted by the 49ers? Uh, he was. Okay. 
He's not a pass rusher. Drafted by the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So it means he's not a D-lineman. So we're looking for linebackers or secondary players. Right. Drafted by the 49ers. So that leaves us with Jimmy Ward, Chikwaski Tart. Emmanuel Mosley wouldn't count right. I think he was undrafted. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, like, I didn't know if, like, there was a caveat there. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, we're looking at, yeah. Ward, Tart, not Sherman, not Verrett, not Mosley. So, we've got our two safeties and our two starting linebackers, pretty much. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. Did this player have an interception this year? Um, let me look. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the fact that you had to think about it lets me know that it's not Fred Warner. Because Fred <laughs> Warner had that bananas sure. interception. Yes, this person does have at least one interception this year. Okay. And that's that's not a big group for us. So that eliminates Jimmy Ward. Because Jimmy Ward hasn't had an interception since 2017. Wow. And he wasn't playing safety when he got it. Uh... Jaquiski Tart doesn't have an interception either. Emmanuel Mosley has one, but he wasn't drafted by the 49ers. Jason Verrett wasn't drafted by the 49ers. Richard Sherman wasn't either. So, like, that leaves, like, Kawan Williams. Is it Kawan Williams? It is not. Damn. But okay. I'll just count that as a question. We can keep going. Yeah. Maybe you, uh... No, because Kawan was a signing. He wasn't drafted either. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an asshole. Oh, uh, was it Drake Greenlaw? No. Also, no. Damn. This this one this one's getting me. Yeah, usually the way it works on like this particular show is that if you guess, you're done. Like, oh, but okay, that's not fun here, uh, especially early in the game, right? Shit. Anything else about this person you want to narrow down? Hmm. I don't know where else I would be missing. Maybe you you're not a hundred percent sure about whether this person had an interception or not. Oh, you're not or I'm not. You're not. I have it in front. I mean, Wik- <laughs> you Wik- said I'm looking at Wikipedia it. doesn't lie, right? I'm looking slap at it right now. So. Hmm. So, so is it Tart? It is Jaquaski Tart. He has one interception this year. All right, I was thinking, I was like, so which one was it? Yeah. I do not know when it was, but it, it he is listed on uh, the greatest source of information of all time, Wikipedia, as having right. one interception. Hmm. Now to try to figure out when the fuck did he have a pick? You want to keep going? Sure. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's let's do the thing. Okay. Cool. Uh, it is this player a 49er? No. Cool. Uh, does this player play offense? Uh, yes. Okay. Is this a current player? It is. All right. So, we're looking for current players play offense. In the National Football League. <laughs> right. Do they play in the NFC? Yeah. 
Okay. So we're looking for current NFC players mm-hmm. on offense. Great. Do they play in the same division as the 49ers? They do. Okay. So we've got we've got a team, I guess. Well, three teams. Up. I could ask. Up, I was going to say I could ask like up to three more questions to suss out which team. Sure, <laughs> but um, that puts I'm at what four now? Uh, five. Five. You know they don't play for the the 49ers. They play offense. They're currently in the league. They play in the NFC, specifically the West. So specifically the West. Uh, let's see. I'm going to have to go for it. Yeah. Do they play for Seattle? Yes. Okay, cool. So offensive players on uh, on, on Seattle. Is this player quarterback? They are not. Okay, cool. Uh, is this player a pass catcher? Yes. Is this player DK Metcalf? It is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bang. I was hoping you would ask a Donkey Kong question. I, I was thinking about it, but then like I would have felt super stupid it if is, it wasn't. It is. The wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, DK Metcalf. You know, of all of these, the, the one I'm most uh, impressed by is definitely like how you sussed out Jeff Garcia so fast. <laughs> Especially when it was based on like whether he played in Canada or not. Yeah, right. And you just knew that. Well, hey. Oh, I was like, as soon, as soon as it wasn't one of the greats, I was like, oh, okay, then it's probably Jeff Garcia. Because, like, after that, who could it be, right? Sure. How many, yeah, how many could I possibly know right, as part like, of it, probably? Yeah, like, how many 49ers quarterbacks do you know? And, like, feel comfortable answering questions about. Right, even though you do have Wikipedia pulled. But then, sure. like, if I asked you a question and you had to quick type it in, I'd know, I'd know it was, like, a lesser-known player. Sure. Um, we're going to do one more. Okay. Because these have all gone pretty quick, and I didn't know that they go quick. That's fair. So, yeah, let it begin. Okay. Uh, so, like, I feel... It feels repetitive, like, asking the same four questions to start. Yeah, but... usually there's only one of these per episode on this podcast that I listen to. Right. And it's, yeah, it runs the gamut of every video game every cre- ever created, which this Ooh. does, too, with NFL players. But, like, yeah, I'm not trying to, like, stump you on just some guy. Right, some random ass Who dude. played left guard for the Tennessee Oilers or whatever, or the Houston Oilers in 1980-whatever. Yeah, know. who cares? Ah. Mm. Uh, so... Is this player a current player? Uh, no. Okay, so we're dealing with a former player. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, did this player play in the NFC? Um, no. Okay, so we're dealing with AFC players. Yes. Bet. I'm, I'm keeping I'm keeping track, y'all, on my fingers now. I've wised up. <laughs> so, okay, we're dealing with AFC current players. No. No, former players. That's former right. AFC player. Former AFC players. Bet. Was this player a quarterback? Uh, no. Okay, so we're dealing with non-quarterbacks. Did this player play offense? Did I ask that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you didn't ask, but... Uh, cool. Yeah. Offensive players. Yeah. That's four. Offensive, non-quarterback, AFC, former players. Mm-hmm. Bet. Mm. Was this player a running back? He was not. Okay. 
So unless you're asking about offensive linemen, that means he's a pass catcher of some sort. I mean, you, you could totally ask about offensive linemen. Was this player an offensive lineman? Uh, no. Cool. That's five. <laughs> so we're probably dealing with pass catchers in the AFC. That's six questions. Is it? Uh, what? How did my fingers fail me? Uh, not current. Cool. Played in the AFC. Cool. Not a quarterback. Boom. But played offense. Boom. Not a running back. Boom. Not an offensive not lineman. Not no lineman. My, I've got blisters on my fingers. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Killing me. Okay. Part of the fun of this is that you can play along at home. Right. Like like somebody's like shouting at you who it is right now. Not, not necessarily right now. For but sure. By, but by the end of it. Shout louder, dude. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I don't even know how many fingers I have, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Six is even more unforgivable because you have to bring an extra hand right. to it. Six is a serious number. <laughs> uh, it's the digits on your hand plus your thumber. What you got for me? No, a big bowl and nothing. Uh, I don't even know like the divisions in the AFC that well to ask. Like, did they play in this division and know what teams are in that division? Sure. Like the AFC East gets me every fucking time. I don't know who plays <laughs> the AFC East. Like in the AFC South, I know it includes like Indianapolis and Houston. It's like, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> so yeah, that one's fucking with me. Um, the AFC East is the Patriots division. Yes. Yeah, so it's what? Like the Patriots, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets. The See? Look. I don't fucking know. Okay. Yeah, I'm a fan of an AFC team, so I could, I could generally. Right. I could generally suss. Yeah, like out. I could get all the NFC teams, but not yeah, the AFC right. shits. That'll fuck with me every time. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, did this player win a Super Bowl? Uh, no. Ooh. I do not believe. No. So we're looking for pass catchers, former in the AFC, who did not win a Super Bowl. That's fun. Mm hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I'm thinking. Like, sure. Revolving door. And now I forgot. I lost how many questions. So you've asked seven. Yeah, I, was like, I think I think I'm at seven. You're basically down to like a pass catcher. Yeah, a former pass catcher from the AFC who didn't who win didn't a Super win a Super Bowl. Which yeah, encompasses so. a lot of people and a lot of NFL history. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too mean. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just expecting me to know like random ass yeah. players off the top of my dome piece. Like, wait a minute now. Wait yeah. a minute. Okay. So I guess I should probably narrow it down by division. Did this player play in the AFC West? No. Okay. Did they play in the East? No. Cool. Did they play in the North? Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's see. In the AFC North, we have whom? The Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. The Ravens. Mm-hmm. The Browns. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. And I think I'm at, am I at 10 or 9? Which I will say, I don't know, because obviously that division has shifted over time like yeah. because of like expansion and stuff uh yeah i'm referring to those four teams 
Okay. They played for one of those four teams. Cool. You have asked 10. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess I could, I could go four more, probably. Did they play for the Ravens? Not a Raven. Did they play for the Bengals? Yes. Is it Chad Ochocinco? It is not. Okay. But we're looking for Bengals receivers, former players, who didn't win a Super Bowl. Right. Cool. No. Who are all the pass catchers that I know? <laughs> <laughs> Is it TJ Hushmanzada? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Had to ask. Had to ask. <laughs> Jesus, what other Bengals receivers are there? Oh. If you'd like a, a hint... May, I'll be generous. May you give me a baby hint. That's uh, a psych reference for those who didn't know. <laughs> it might be helpful to narrow down the time window. I'm trying to think of any Bengals receiver I can possibly think of. <laughs> like, And those are the two that I've come up with so far. Right, but if you knew the time window, it might give you an insight into... <clears throat> Uh, like the, the, the time that they played? Yeah, um, that, that there may be more to the, the person than, you know. <laughs> That's fair. Now I'm trying to think of questions that'll narrow down that time window uh, as much as I can. Right? Because I can't just be like, did they play in the 2000s? Because that's fucking a decade. <laughs> like, cool. Here, I'll give it to you because I still think it's hard. They played in the 80s. Oh, then I definitely don't fucking know. Oh, you know this person. Oh, okay. Played for the Bengals. Yeah, they were a Bengals pass catcher in the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah. Didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Hmm. The fuck was a Bengals pass catcher in the 80s? I'll give you another nudge in the right direction. Cool. Um, maybe they're not as well known as a player as something else. Oh, okay. So we're thinking <laughs> maybe they're, they're coaches or something like that. Yeah. Could, could be, could be anything. It definitely revolves around, uh, the football, but, uh, yeah, definitely not particularly, like if you if I said this person's name, you wouldn't be like, oh, that Bengals receiver from the eighties. Right. That's that's wild. And you've got because I've given you a few things that didn't didn't eat qu questions fifteen through twenty. You're still working with six questions here. Yeah, that's cool. Because now I'm just trying to outright think of it and not just... Oh, yeah. Ask me questions, some questions. Right? Well, I've only got, what? Looking six. Six more. You could do some damage with six questions. Right. So did this player go on to become a coach? Um, 
No. Okay. That's not at least like. It's it's not relevant enough. Right. No. Right. I, I would. I I don't think so. Okay. I don't cool. Think person coached. No. Are you talking to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally talking to myself. Sure. Right. I'm glad that this one's a little more difficult than the other ones. Yeah, for sure. Because you get you got Garcia uh, after eight questions. You got uh, DK after eight questions. You got Tart after nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So, so I, I, like, I like the challenge. I, I don't. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't like not knowing shit. Yeah. Uh, and it could feel a little awkward given the 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 people dead air, for sure. Um, right. So I'm thinking, since they didn't end up coaching, that means that maybe they were in the booth or something like that. Did they broadcast? Did they do broadcasting? Yes. Cool. Um, however, you said. The only former Bengal I can think of in the booth is Boomer Esiason, but he was a quarterback. I have no idea who that person is. <laughs> you know, Boomer? Boomer what? Esiason? Esiason? Yeah. That's a all-name team. Quarterback for the Bengals. Uh, let's see. Was it Chris Collinsworth? It is Chris Collinsworth. Boom. Because, like, everybody I could think of in the booth was, like, former quarterbacks. And I was yeah. like, Boomer was a quarterback. Phil Sims was a quarterback. And I was like, and he played for the Giants, not the Bengals. I was yeah, like, he, uh, uh, from 1981 to 1988, Chris Collinsworth was a wide receiver for the for the Cincinnati Bengals. There it is. Three-time Pro Bowler, uh, one-time first-team All-Pro. <laughs> so Chris could ball yeah. in the 80s anyway. 417 receptions for almost I mean, 6,698 yards. Wow, okay. And 36 touchdowns. Okay. Back when wide receivers like... Could be white. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> could be white. <laughs> did you have fun? Uh, I did. After like I figured out kind of the rules of the game. Sure. Could this be a recurring segment in the future? Maybe one at a time. Sure. Yeah, it was one player, and I'm like, okay, I, cool. I think I had to like suss out whether, like, 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 what range of like difficulty to, because you don't want people guessing it in eight questions necessarily. Whoops. And once you know, if you're asking about current 49ers, it's like you know every one of all them. of them. You can <laughs> you can cut out half of them with one question. Yes. Are they on offense or defense? Bam. Things to remember in the future. Right. Appreciate it. Got any words for the people on our way out today? Uh, Other than listen to this podcast, find us on Twitter. You can listen to us anywhere. So far as I know, anyway. Yeah, I don't. It, we we should be available on like all major yeah podcast platforms. So. I'm at at adjacent niner. The 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 dude over here. Oh yeah, I'm at everyday niner. Let's get it. But honestly, like, if you listen to this podcast, you probably already follow me on Twitter. So, like, uh, if you do, you know, when I drop these links, which I drop every episode, yep. drop the link, uh, retweet that shit. 
tag somebody who you think might want to hear what we have to say yeah. in our own uh, brand of stupidity out here. And you're a fun game day follow. If, oh, yeah. I try not... to like live tweet as much as I can. Yeah. And <laughs> I notice like all of my tweets are like five words. <laughs> like on game day, I'm not breaking down hella shit. Uh, it's just like, you know, stupid call there. Tart's getting after it. Right. <laughs> like Jimmy's out there dealing or whatever. But still. Yeah. Uh, interacting with 49ers Twitter is like the best thing, especially on game day. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You guys are fun. Well, we'll make sure to drop you guys a mailbag after the Rams game. Yeah. Follow us, like us, review us. Slide in the DMs, but don't send me dick pics, please. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't mind like talking to anybody. If you want to talk 49ers football, come see me. Yeah. I'm about that. It's his favorite thing to talk about. And he's not exaggerating, and neither am I. Like I can talk about 49ers football at length indefinitely. It's the day after Thanksgiving, so I personally have some leftovers to go smash. Ooh, I definitely got some some chicken and noodles. Uh, Shout out to Marissa for getting me right. And that'll do it for the Everyday Niner Fan Podcast. Catch you on the flippity flip, faithful. (laughs) 